Good morning, Christ Center. It's Wednesday, November 15th, and we are in week 10 of our journey through the book of John. Let's start this morning with a moment of silent prayer as we invite the Holy Spirit to join us. This is Jim McReynolds. Today's reading is from John 17, 1 through 26. When Jesus had spoken these words, he lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, that the Son may glorify you, since you have given him authority over all flesh, to give eternal life to all whom you have given him. And this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. I glorified you on earth, having accomplished the work that you gave me to do. And now, Father, glorify me in your own presence with the glory that I had with you before the world existed. I have manifested your name to the people whom you gave me out of the world. Yours they were, and you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they know that everything that you have given me is from you. For I have given them the words that you gave me, and they have received them and have come to know in truth that I came from you and they have believed that you sent me. I am praying for them. I am not praying for the world, but for those whom you have given me, for they are yours. All mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I am glorified in them. And I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world, and I am coming to you. Holy Father, keep them in your name, which you have given me, that they may be one, even as we are one. While I was with them, I kept them in your name, which you have given me, I have guarded them, and not one of them has been lost except the son of destruction, that the scripture might be fulfilled. But now I am coming to you, and these things I speak in the world, that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them, because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. And for their sake I consecrate myself, that they also may be sanctified in truth. I do not ask for these only, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one, just as you, Father, are in me, and I in you, that they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The glory that you have given me I have given to them, that they may be one, even as we are one, I in them and you in me, that they may become perfectly one, so that the world may know that you sent me and loved them even as you loved me. Father, I desire that they also, whom you have given me, may be with me where I am to see my glory that you have given me, because you loved me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, even though the world does not know you, I know you. And these know that you have sent me. I made known to them your name, and I will continue to make it known that the love with which you have loved me may be in them and I in them. This is Caitlin Liebersbach. When I read this passage, I kept writing and rewriting the devotional I wanted to share. I wanted to be less logical and sequential with my writing, but the truth is this passage makes me deeply emotional. 
In reading this passage, I found a greater depth of love from Jesus for his people, his flock. He knows what is to come in the approaching hours, and yet he uses that time to connect with the Father, to appeal to the Father on our behalf. He prays for our protection, our sanctification. He prays for us to be filled with his love and his joy. The heaviness I feel comes from drawing parallels to Luke 23:34, when Jesus calls out, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Even in the midst of betrayal, Jesus' love for us runs deep. I often wonder what the world would be like if we truly followed Jesus' example when it comes to true love and forgiveness. Though he knew the betrayal from Judas was coming, he spent that time praying to God. He could have saved himself. He could have ran away from what was to come, but he didn't. And when the betrayal was complete, Jesus wept for our forgiveness from the Father. How beautiful and terrible is that? We are loved so much that even in our darkest moments, we are loved and we are forgiven. I think that oftentimes, when we have caused pain, either knowingly or unknowingly, there is guilt and shame that can prevent us from accepting that love and forgiveness. But I wonder, I wonder if we practiced extending that love and forgiveness that we would be more open to receiving it for ourselves. Let's take a moment to reflect on how we can be representatives of Jesus' example of love and forgiveness. I don't know about you, but being reminded of Jesus' love and sacrifice for us feels healing and painful. I know I don't deserve it, but that's what is so healing. Jesus isn't keeping a list of wrongs against me, and I don't need to burden myself with doing the same for others. I just get to love, pray, and forgive. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you for the depth of your love for us. You have given us an example of the highest form of love and forgiveness, sacrifice, not easily given and not always easily received. I pray that you would continue to open our eyes to the way in which we can continue to be filled with your love and joy. Please soften our hearts and quiet our minds to hear your voice clearer and louder. Help us to be willing to be a vessel and carry out the hopes and desires you had for us before the cross. Amen.